the icons of real estate podcast are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents ready to skyrocket your business this podcast is for you tune in every week and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business from three million dollars to 30 million dollars in just 12 months brought to you by the masters in real estate marketing ardor seo Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. We have a very special guest for you today, all the way from Medford, Oregon, Brian Simmons with EXP. How are you, Brian? I am doing well. Thank you. Doing yeah, real well. Thanks, thanks for being on the program. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about the Rogue Valley, which, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've been through there one time in my life and, you know, driving up you know, up to the board, actually going to uh, Safety Harbor up, up in Van, you know, but in the, yeah. uh, in the islands, but I'm really anxious to hear about what's going on up there. But first I have to ask, I always ask everyone and I want to hear the whole story. Brian, were you like five years old tugging on your parents' pant legs saying, Hey dad, mom, how do I become a realtor? Or no. you, <laughs> <laughs> hey, nobody, no, I, I, I was not one person say, yes, I'll tell you that another time. Yeah. But, or did you fall into it? Like most of us. Yeah, so totally. I'll I'll tell you all about that. At first, I have to give you props for uh, doing something that a lot of East Coasters do not, and that is actually saying Oregon correctly. Um, I've heard Oregon and all of the above. So um, so props on that. And then not just that, but you also said Rogue Valley correctly, and a lot of people say uh, Rouge Rouge River. Oh, Rouge Valley. Come on, yeah, man, it's it gets butchered. I don't know a lot. Gets butchered a lot. So. So nice work on that one. Must have done your homework. But yeah, so so how I got into real estate, I did not uh, grow up wanting to be a realtor. That's that's for sure. I always kind of wanted to get into business. Like that was that was really my main thing is I wanted to be a business person, and I didn't really didn't really have much of an opinion other than that on on what specifically you know um, I was I was going to go into business doing. And uh, so I went to um, University of Oregon and got a degree in business. And and throughout that process, I kind of just started to gravitate more towards entrepreneurship and small business. And I started to realize that, you know, I don't really think I'm the type of person that wants to be, you know, working for the man and, and climbing the ladder. My dad did that work for a big, huge company uh, for 30 plus years and, and climbed the ladder and did really, really well for himself. And so I saw that you know, what the hard work and success and all that, you know, looked like, but I also saw, you know, some of the, you know, not, not fun stuff of having to, to try to get time off and scheduling and, and all those sorts of things that aren't so fun. So decided that wasn't really something I really wanted to, to go towards and pursue. And so uh, right out of college, I, I actually got into property management, worked for a property management company down in Sacramento and a bigger company managed a uh, 700 and some odd unit complex down there and just quickly decided that I was not interested in Sacramento <laughs> and was also not interested in working for a bigger company like that. You said it, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you're from Sacramento, but you're probably, right. chances are you might feel the same. Right. Um, but then there were beautiful parts of Sacramento. Don't get me wrong. Like there were, there were really nice parts about it, but I... Overall, just coming from small town Oregon to, you know, the city down there, it was like nobody wants to make eye contact. You don't ask somebody how they're doing at the grocery store. You certainly don't stop and chit chat. 
Like it's just, it's a whole different world. So anyways, like I, I uh, was there working for that company, realized like the big company thing's not for me. Um, again, you know, it just kind of made, validated what I was feeling before. So I took advantage of, a, of an opportunity to move back home and work for a small business that went under a, a year later. Um, that was in 08. So yeah, I graduated in 07 from college. 08 was down in Sacramento until that point. And then, so I guess I left that other company in 09, right, right about 09, uh, about a week before I bought my first house or week after, I should say. Right. Uh, so great, great time. Timing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, like this is a super long-winded answer, but we're getting oh, to the, how I got to real estate soon. <laughs> but I, I, I got to, um, from there into an IT business. Uh, one of my friends, uh, he was like, hey, we're looking for somebody to kind of run the business side of things. Would you be interested and trying it out. And I was like, sure, you know, yeah, I'm happy to. So did that for a few years and then bought into it and became a partner. And we grew it from, I don't know, four or five people when I started there to almost right about 30 in about eight, nine years. And then uh, ultimately just decided that I, I needed to do something where I could be the one calling all the shots and knowing that, you know, the success was either, um, because of me or, or not. Right. And I think right. that there was something there that I just kind of, that just clicked one day that was like, I have to know what I can do, you know, and I have to know what I'm capable of. And that it's funny that the timing of this whole podcast and the question, because I was just talking with a bunch of my friends last night about your why. Yeah, right. Yeah. And my why is what got me into real estate. And I left that company and sold my, my part back to my partner um, because I realized that my why is that I need to know my potential. Um, I have to know it. I can't just think about whether or not, you know, what I could be, what I might be. Is this it? You know, it's like that. Is, is this, this it? it? Are we this successful because yeah. my partner's calling all the shots and right. I holding it back? You know what I mean? Like it was just, I don't know. And I couldn't, I didn't have any, I didn't know for sure. So I had to know. So uh, a week before our first child was born, was my last day at wow. that company. And so, uh, yeah, <laughs> so wow. crazy timing. I bet I better get to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess it's, it's time. And yeah. the thing that, that I kept really thinking about was like, what, you know, you're in kind of in a whole emotional like space with your, your first kid coming and all this stuff. And I was like, I just have to like, try to think of what example I want to set and, and what would I want him to to do it's like you you know you take the risk right you have to right. you have to know you have to have the confidence in yourself so i didn't intend to get into real estate specifically i intended to to take some of the money from um selling the the part of the company and get into flipping houses and um that's what i wanted to do and so i i was like well I'm, if i'm going to do that i might as well get my real estate license so i can find the deals and have access to the mls and all this sort of stuff so I got my license. Um, and then I started looking at houses to flip. And I quickly realized that I don't know anything about evaluating, you know, <laughs> what's a good house, what's behind that wall, whatever, yeah. you know, and, and I was like, I, this is, this is stupid to risk my own money like that. So got with a partner, started doing some new construction, which was much less risky. Uh, and, and started to Closed some transactions um, on the real estate side of things and pretty quickly realized like there was a lot of fun. 
Like I actually, I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed the flexibility and the, you know, communicating with people and interacting with them and seeing properties and not being in the office. You know, that was like such a huge difference from what I did the, the you know, almost a decade prior. So it was such a, a different experience. I just loved it and did uh, like around 10 transactions, I think my first year. And then, uh, and then I moved to EXP uh, and uh, did 32 my next year. Nice. And I uh, was an icon agent and have, have been kind of slowly like creeping up every year since then. That's how I got into it. So that's awesome. No, that's a fun. great story, man. And I, I love those well, what I call well-traveled stories. You know, I, I, I do that intro of, hey, when you're five years old, you know, and yeah. you know, that one person out of 300 said, yeah, I, I always wanted to be a realtor. <laughs> and my parents were realtors and they brought me in. But uh, hearing those well-traveled stories of, you know, like I was taking, I was, I was a mouse chasing cheese, you know, yeah. and eventually I said, I got to get out of the maze, right? I mean, that's ultimately yeah. what you want. You don't want to be in the maze chasing whatever. And that why moment where you're like, why am I doing any of this? What's my why? And you mm-hmm. go, oh, wait a minute. I need to know about me. Yeah. Well, and, and it starts to, you know, make a lot of things click, you know? And I was like, well, I feel like I, I was comfortable in that, in that place. And I, I think I'm uncomfortable feeling comfortable, if that makes sense. Sure. Like it feels stagnant to me and it feels it feels lazy. It feels like I'm not being challenged. And, and so if I start to feel comfortable, I have to like do something to right. essentially like put myself back in the corner. Like I bought my truck. When, you right. know, as things started to go well in real estate, I was like, I need, I need something. So I bought a truck and had to paint it. And then it's like, now I kind of back against the wall a little bit and then bought a new house and then bought, you know, and it was like something to just kind of keep that drive Right. Um, going and keep you like backed in uh, so that I wasn't comfortable. And yeah, I agree. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there are a lot of people um, and I'm one of those, I'm, I'm actually just like you when it comes to that, you know, it's funny. It's a bad analogy. I'm not Conor McGregor at all, but <laughs> Conor McGregor says he buys the things he buys to go broke, uh, you know, to push him to go to yeah. the next level and do something else other than rest on his laurels. Because when mm-hmm. you rest on your laurels, it's over. Yeah, the game, totally. The game's over. You know? Totally. It's and over. it's such a, I know it's a, a weird way of, of looking at it. It's kind of like ta- counterintuitive to a lot of people. Because I think a lot of people like seek out that comfort. That's oh, kind of viewed yeah. as like, that's that's what you want. Like you want that cush, you know, nine to five job with the corner office right. where like, you know what your pay is, your pension, you've got your two weeks off. And it's like, I don't, I don't want that crap. Like I want the control to know that like, if I want to go spend half the day with my kids, like I can go do it. You know, I don't have to ask anybody, you know what I mean? Like I want that. And I want the accountability to know that if I'm killing it, like that's because I'm killing it. If I'm not killing it, like that's because I'm not killing it. Right. (laughs) And I'm okay with that accountability. That's true. And and not everybody's wired that way. I mean, it's actually a very small percentage. And that's why there is icon status and things like that is because we want to reward and acknowledge those people. But the reality is I I saw this on another podcast, a very well-known podcast. And the guy's on there and he's like, look, most Americans don't want a lot of money. Most Americans don't want to build things and move forward. Most Americans, because of our way of life, and it's true, I'm, I'm okay with mm-hmm. saying this, I don't think anybody's going to be offended, but the reality is 
they just want to have a easygoing life and eat pizza and go boating on the weekends and have yep. a family and just kick it. And then there's that smaller percentage. And it's not the top 1% because sometimes those people are freaks, you know, when it comes oh, yeah. to business. But it's that 20%, that 80-20 mm-hmm. rule, you know, or whatever, especially in real estate, right? 20% mm-hmm. of the agents create 80% of the commission. Mm-hmm. The, the reality is there's that 20% that do want to keep achieving and keep moving forward because they want, if I want comfort, I have it. And if I want to build a bigger stake, I have that too. Whereas yeah, exactly. majority of people just want comfort. They just want to be like, oh, you know, yeah. like that. So. Yeah, they want to just, yep, exactly. Be comfortable. And I, I, I heard a quote, I read it a long, long, long time ago, like early in my career. And it, it just has stuck with me for the whole time. And it said, spend a few years of your life like most people won't. So you can spend the rest of your life like most people can't. Right. And That's that great. was it just totally like aha moment. I was like, damn, that makes so much sense. I'm going to do I, that. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put that on your, uh, your uh, podcast on your title of your podcast. People will love it. Perfect. <laughs> People will love it. So, so let's hear about uh, Rogue Valley. Let's hear about the area yeah. you work in and, you know, lightness on, on, on the area that you work and love. Yeah. So I, I grew up here in uh, Southern Oregon and, and so uh, that's what we kind of call the Rogue Valley, Southern Oregon. It's it's just the whole area of Jackson and Josephine counties, basically just north of the California border. And it's gorgeous. I mean, I, I love it here. Um, it's it's one of the places where uh, there's about 300,000 people here um, between the two counties. And, you know, it's just the, it's known for having, you know, really amazing climate and and uh, just a lot of really good like outdoor recreational type stuff, rafting, fishing, hunting, hiking, boating. You know, there's really incredible wineries, there's good golf, um, all that type of stuff. So it's like if you are an outdoors person, this is this is a great spot to be. And and that's what I am. And so it's yeah. so I love it. I mean, we get to go do all sorts of fun stuff. And our climate's great. So the weather's good most of the year. You know, outside today, it's beautiful for a change, actually, somehow. <laughs> but, uh, You're like, wait, wait, what happened? It's not supposed yeah. to be like this in January. It was snowing a little bit yesterday. So oh, wow. and, and now it's like you probably wear a t-shirt outside. But the area here, I mean, it is it, it's really neat. And and uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to to have been raised here. And so my you know, my my sphere of influence is here. Uh, and that's kind of transitioned, you know, well for for a realtor. That helps a lot. But if you're not familiar at all with our with the area here, I mean, we're a couple hours away from probably a few hours away to the coast, a few hours away to Bend, Oregon a few hours away to Eugene, you know, it's, it's really like, there's all these other areas that are just all a few hours away and, and you can, you know, make a nice quick weekend trip to go watch the ducks play or over to the coast and go to the beach or, or whatever. So it's, it's a really nice area for that. Um, And that's why we get a lot of people moving into this area uh, from places like California and, and uh, Washington. And I've had them from, from all over. Right. Um, but they come here because we're one of the few spots, if you really think about it, on the West Coast where you have, you know, good climate, right? Because right. you got to rule out Portland and Seattle and kind of that whole northern part of the Pacific Northwest because of the rain. So if you want like good climate, like you kind of have to have to be south of that. And if you want to be where a lot of people want to be out of California, you kind of like narrow yourself down to a pretty small area 
and that's where we're at <laughs> right in the middle of it right here yeah so so yeah. as people start really evaluating like hey like we want to go you know we want to move back to the west coast or whatever to be closer to family but we hate the rain of portland and seattle and we don't want to be priced out like crazy like bend oregon is which is right. an incredible area but it's just so expensive we kind of end up being high on the list by process of elimination because we're not California and we don't get a lot of rain and our prices are decent. Nice. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. Prices are decent. So let me ask you this last question really about the real estate part of it. So you're a solopreneur, correct? Mm -hmm. Solo. So tell me well, about kind scaling of. that, you know, as a solopreneur, now maybe in your area, you know, I mean, is that, is that the, I guess more about the why? right? Yeah. And like, is that the long-term plan or I guess what, what is the one, three, five year and working yeah. solo like that? What's the plan? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a solo with an asterisk. Um, I operate as a solo agent. Um, I, I don't have like a buyer's agent or any, or a, or a showing assistant or anything like that on my team. Right. I scale because I have a transaction coordinator who is amazing that I utilize. Um, I also have an assistant um, who is like a, a VA, like ISA type of an assistant uh, who does a lot of my um, like database management type of stuff. And that helps me to be able to scale. But I also do have a team um, and my team is more of a mentor mentee style than it is a traditional like buyer's agent, seller's right. agent, that type of a thing. So my team members aren't even here in Oregon. They're what you know, they're over on the East coast and, gotcha. and kind of scattered around. Um, and that's just something that is doable because of the model that we have here at EXP that allows yeah, us sure. to do that. So it's kind of a, a unique thing where I'm able to utilize my team to, to help grow, you know, my own organization within EXP and help those folks build their businesses, you know, and, and do that across the country. It's really a, a pretty unique and, and pretty successful model. So the projection, the, the plan for the next, you know, one to three to five years is continue to do that. It's just continue to 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 scale the thing how I have been, continue to grow that team, help those teams, you know, help those folks grow their own teams and build and build and build uh, without ever actually building my own production team, if that makes nice. sense. Yeah, I, so, I, I totally get it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. EXP's model really works for that as well. Yeah, and that was... That was one of my like one things, my one requirements when I left the IT businesses. I was like, I will never ever have another employee. Right. Like I, that was my, <laughs> that was my one now. thing. <laughs> and uh, and it wasn't because I mean I had great relationships with with the majority of my employees. Like they were they were awesome, but it was just that once you go, you cross that path, and you, you know you cross over that line to like now you have employees you now become a manager. And, and right. at that point, it doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. If you're managing a doctor's office or a real estate business or an IP, an IT business, it's the same job. Yeah. Management of people is management of people, whether yeah. it's no matter what it is. Right. Exactly. And that's, and I didn't want to do that again. So here we are. <laughs> Perfect. Well, sounds like it's worked out pretty well for you. So it's been uh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So how would someone get in touch with you, Brian, whether they wanted to buy list or maybe they wanted to be one of those agents uh, out here in West Palm or something, you know, how would they get in touch? With you? 
Yeah. So, so a couple of ways, I mean, if you are, you know, someone's looking to buy or sell or do, you know, real estate, like that type of stuff. Um, my website, buyingsouthernoregon.com is a great place to start. All my information's on there. Call me, text me. Uh, my phone number's on there. That's a, a great place to start. Or if you're an agent that wants to, you know, know more about uh, my team and that model and, and how it's different than traditional teams, which is it's significantly different. Than a, than a traditional real estate team in that I help you build your own business, not my business. I help you build your own brand, not my brand. I'm nowhere. Like that's why I call the team the silent real estate team because I'm nice. I'm completely silent in the background. I'm, it's just me helping you, right? right? So, so if somebody's interested in that, you can um, just set up some time for us to chat. We'll go to uh, partnerwithbriansimmons.com and uh, that'll send you to a, a Calendly link. And you can set up 30 minutes for us to just meet each other and chat and see if uh, we can make some sense of it for you. Awesome. Awesome, man. Brian, thanks so much for being on the program. I really appreciate it. I look forward to catching up with you like over the next three, six, nine months, see how things are going. And, uh, you know, have a great weekend, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy some of that beautiful landscape out there and uh, that beautiful weather. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. Thanks for the invite and, and having me on here. It was, it was great chatting with you. And uh, I thank you all for listening. All right, Brian. We'll see you. Have a good one. Take care. Thanks. Uh-huh.